find that in the land of Syria, by Halab or Aleppo, we have two mosques over there that are mosques that signify important parts of Islamic history. You have Masjid al-Nukta and you have Masjid al-Sakta, side by side on a mountaintop. Masjid al-Nukta or Masjid al-Sakta what? <laughs> Masjid al-Sakta from the word Sakata, fi'il madi, verb in its past tense, Sakata, <clears throat> what is also, which means to fall, but in the context, it also is applied to a woman who has a miscarriage. This no mosque is known as the Masjid al-Sakta because as the women of Ahlul Bayt were taken prisoners from Karbala to Kufa and Kufa to Sham, the route that was taken from Kufa to get towards Dimishk was a route that was selected where they would pass every major city within Iraq as a declaration of the victory of Yazid until they get towards the borders of Lebanon. And there is a mazar over there in Ba'al Baq, Sayyida Khawla, one of the daughters of Imam al Hussein, who, who died during this prison, this period of imprisonment due to the intensity of the travel. And they come through Halab and down to Homs, where there's Masjid Imam Sajjad, and, and eventually into, into Dimishk. For you find the Masjid al Sakta is a masjid where the women and the form of imprisonment chained and tied up with ropes were forced to walk up these mountains and these slopes and one of the women and one of the wives of Imam al Hussein was in a state of pregnancy and into Ahibai, you know how a pregnant woman in the house is treated with gentleness and with care and with love such that even if she wants a glass of water, you have five, six family members rush to get it for her. More about the women and the family of Imam al-Hussein. Women in a high or in a late stage of her pregnancy, bound with ropes, whipped and lashed, she reaches this place and due to the intensity of the walking and the imprisonment, she loses her baby and she has a miscarriage. And hence, where the child was buried is known as Masjid al-Sakta, the mosque of the miscarriage. For the lovers of Ahlul Bayt, whenever you hear of a miscarriage, subhanAllah, your mind goes back to Sayyidah Fatima al-Zahra and don't forget the dhikr of Sayyid Muhsin al-Shaheed. Even in these days of Muharram, that the way the poet says, had it not been that first house that was burnt after Saqifa, then the tents of Karbala would not have been burnt. Had it not been that pure rib of Sayyidah Zahra that was broken and crushed between the door and the wall, the ribs of Hussein would not have been crushed by the horses. Had Muhsin not been Shaheed, then Abdullah al-Radi, yani Ali al-Asghar, would not have been Shaheed. Miftah, the key of all this shah and this evil, is that evil that took place upon the martyrdom of Rasulullah. For you find that in this Masjid al-Sakta, next to it you have Masjid al-Nukta. Nukta, yani a drop. 
And this was a place that when the Ahlul Bayt were being taken on one of the nights, the sacred and the blessed head of Imam al Hussein was placed on this rock. And from one of the mu'jizat of the blessed head of Imam al Hussein was that the blessed head of Imam was continuously in a state of recitation of Quran. The lips of Imam al Hussein were always moving and particularly the recitation of Surah Al-Kahf. And this is a mu'jizah from the mu'jizat of Imam al-Hussein and Karbala, such that number of people, when they show the shevet head covered in blood, the blood doesn't dry up but remains fresh. And on top of that is reciting Quran. Thousands and thousands of people gained hidab and came towards the fold of Ahlul Bayt or at least got an understanding of who Ahlul Bayt was, it set for them a prerequisite to come towards the fold of Islam and towards the teachings of Ahlul Bayt. This Masjid al-Nukta where the head of Imam al-Hussein was placed on a rock, and this rock was there even, Allahu A'lam, after the war, what happened to the mosque. But even up to just before the war, this Masjid was there and was a mazar. And the number of the ulama, who we know of personally have mentioned that on the day of Ashura they would go to this Masjid al-Nukta and the spot on the rock where the blood of Imam al-Hussein fell, that spot was stained with the blood. Every Ashura this blood would become fresh and it would seem that it is boiling. It's from the Mu'jizat of Imam al-Hussein and that Imam al-Hussein and the commemoration of Imam al-Hussein is a display of haq in its entirety. Anyone searching for haq anywhere in the world, ideological truth, spiritual truth, you don't need to go anywhere but Karbala. And even from the followers of Ahlul Bayt, who struggle with compliance with the deen. We've said this a number of times in the last 12 nights, and the repetition is because of the importance of this message that if you were looking for inspiration in your life to become a better human being, to become a better Muslim, to become a better Shia, you will not find any other avenue for inspiration outside of Imam al-Hussein. And therefore, the energy and the potential that is there within the revolution of Karbala needs to be maximized in order to bring out the best within us in order for us to rank and rise towards the ranks of perfection and spirituality. And you make an ahad, you make an oath with yourself. One bad habit, one bad deed you might be doing. Make a pledge with Sayyidah Shuhada, Ya Abdullah, you help me overcome this bad trait. And inshallah, have this near that when you see this reformation, Make a pledge to go for ziyara and go to the haram of Sayyidah Shuhada and hold that dharih and make a pledge and thank him. Indeed, Imam al-Hussein is witness over our actions. For in any case, this Masjid al-Nukta was essentially at that time a church. And when the prisoners were taken through this Masjid, it was a resting point. At that time, what was a church? It was a resting place for the Sabaya at night to sleep, while those who were taking them as prisoners from the army of Umar ibn Sa'ad and Ubaidullah ibn Ziyad, Lu'ana, 
You find that as they would spend the nights in intoxication and dance and music, you find that they stopped in this church and they asked for permission to sleep at night. And the priest <coughs> allowed them to come in by way of humanity, guests. But they say that this head was placed in a corner, the blessed head of Imam al-Hussein, and there was a noon that was emanating from this blessed head. And the priest is drawn towards this noon. And he says, Whose seven head is this? They say that is the head of a Khariji. They said, What's the name of this Khariji? They said, Hussein bin Ali. He goes back to his scriptures. He looks at the description of Hussein bin Ali. He asks Shemar al-Na'im, is this Hussein ibn Ali, the son of the daughter of your prophet? They said, yes. He said, woe be upon you. Indeed, we have seen within our scriptures that the wasi and the successor of all the prophets will be beheaded by people of his own ummah and the sifat of the beautiful and divine face of Imam al-Hussein was in his scriptures. Historians say he took the blessed head and he began to wipe the blood and he began to hug it. The next day, he tells the people that I cannot give you this head, I'm going to bury it, I give you money instead. The likes of Shemar were mercenaries. They said, how much will you give us? He said, I give you 20 golden coins. They took the golden coins, 20 of them, and in the end, they took the head, the Christian priest tried to fight and defend the sanctity of the head and was killed in this path after having recited the Shahada. Believed in the Wilayah of Amir al Mu'minin and the Imam al Hussein and became Shaheed while defending the blessed head of Imam al Hussein. For you find that the entire community at that time, when they showed the manifestation of these prophecies within the divine books, they became gravitated towards Tashayyuh and towards the teachings of Ahmed. Thank you.